Alright guys, welcome back to Good Vibes Nation. Doug's not with me. Another hiatus, we'll say. I've got a great guest for you. His name is Albert Gonzalez. He played college at uh, High Point University. Played professionally overseas. Was an NSR scout. He was the first head coach of Monroe College in New York for the baseball program they got there. And he's the current bullpen coach for the High Point Rockers. Albert, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I'm Looking forward to this. Yeah, checked you guys out over the week and had some great guests, so it's it's a pleasure to be on here. Thanks, man. Well, we appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy, but I know you checked out the show, so, you know, kind of when we have a guest, we like to have, you know, get a little bit of background about our guest. Where are you from? You're not from, you know, North Carolina originally. You're from up north? Yeah, from up north. I'm from uh, New York. I'm right outside uh, New York City in Rockland County. Yeah, college basically brought me down here to, to North Carolina, to the High Point area. Ended up graduating from High Point University and, and left for for a good amount of time, almost 10 years. And, you know, got this opportunity with the High Point Rockers to just bring me right back to, to where it all started and decided just to uh, to just move here full time. And and I've loved it ever since. And you know, it's been a great move and a great city and, and just having a blast here. Yeah, it's it's awesome place to live for sure. Doug and I were from up north. Doug's from New York. I'm from New Jersey. We both made the move down here, been down here Moved down here in the early 2000s, but we love it. That area right where you're talking about where High Point University is and, and the Rockers play, That I mean, there's everything down here that's really cool. When did you start playing ball? Did you play as a, as a kid, t-ball, your whole life? Oh, man, it's yeah, it's, a, it's been my whole life. Uh, everything's been around baseball growing up, and uh, it's been a family thing. My family uh, is big baseball fans, and uh, my dad was a player. He was a New York City police officer, and he played for the New York City uh baseball team and uh so it's just been engraved in my head i've always loved it yeah i've been ever since i could walk i pick up a ball and throw it and catch it and made a career off of it so uh hey, that's great still a kid playing ball that's yeah that's, that's how i look at it that's great you talked about moving down here uh to you know going to high point university what was that move like for you was it did you find any culture shock any any big differences from from being up north like you said you're right outside the city well, at first, it wasn't wasn't too much of a culture shock. I mean, obviously, uh, High Point University they they do have a lot of Northeast uh, kids going there, so uh, I did feel right at home uh, right away. Uh, you know, also growing up, my parents always made sure that I was well traveled, and uh, we always went on vacation all over the place. So, and grow up in New York, you know, it's so diverse over there, and yeah. uh, you just learn how to blend in, and uh, you learn how to how to just you know just go right into the culture and just. Uh, just enjoyed and enjoy the ride so not it wasn't too much of a of an adjustment obviously there's some a lot of differences but uh yeah 
it's definitely slower pace and, and I, I love it, man. So you spoke about differences. What about the differences mm-hmm. from the high school level to the college level? Was there a big jump? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's a huge jump in itself. Uh, you know, it definitely humbles you right away. Uh, you know, you get recruited to, uh, to be a college athlete. You think, uh, right then and there in your small little community, you know, you're one of the best and, uh, you think the game is easy to you, but, uh, something that I've learned over time is that this game will humble you quickly. And, uh, especially coming from the Northeast where you're only playing six months out of the year and yeah. coming down South to, to play division one baseball. And, you know, all these guys are from Florida and from, you know, they're the best of the best in their, their community as well. And, uh, and even larger communities and they're playing all year round. So that was probably the biggest shock when I, when I moved down here to, to North Carolina at first, uh, was just the, the tremendous talent level that, that I saw and that you had to compete with on your own team on a daily basis uh, was definitely definitely a huge jump from high school to college. Yeah, we talked about it before on our show, too, being from up north, Doug and I. You know, moving down here, even down here, right, in North Carolina, the season's longer than it was in, in New Jersey and, and New York, especially in my, in my age bracket. You know, then you go down to Florida, right, or the Dominican, and they're playing yeah. all the time. We've got good friends that play – down in in florida and that they have like four weeks off five weeks off that's it just for like christmas that's it and they're and they're back at it they're already in tournaments right now so that's crazy so for all right so from college what happened next where'd we go next so yeah so i uh eventually i I was cut from the the college program uh it was pretty devastating you know it was a humbling experience and it was one of those things where i had to make a decision uh you know do i want to transfer out of here do i do i want to continue playing baseball or, or am I going to give it up? It kind of lit a fire in me a little bit. You know, it was it, it's something that I was actually talking to my mom about it last night, and we, we really don't talk about it too often. And we we're trying to figure out how come I didn't get that full college experience after mm. playing my entire life and training for it in a sense. And we just brought it down to it just wasn't meant to be. You know, uh, at that point, I, I made my decision. It, it lit a fire in me, and I, I love the game, and I, I continue to, to train. But I was also blessed to, to stay in a, a great university where I was able to you know, live a, live a normal college kid life. And I was able to get that out of my system, just enjoy the ride, uh, enjoy being on my own, continue to train. And, and from there, I actually was invited to go to a tournament in, in Puerto Rico, not thinking anything of it. I was actually going to just graduate and become a New York City police officer, like both my parents. That was going to be it. But going to that tournament, I, I, I did very well. And I was offered a contract right there on the spot. And it wow. changed my life uh, immediately. Um, so I went from, you know, a couple years prior to being cut and basically not knowing what baseball was going to be yeah. like in the future for me that's uh, to awesome. all of a sudden, Oh my God, I'm going to have a, a chance at a career here. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. What a testimony there. So you get a contract. Where'd you play? So I played in, uh, in Guayama and this a uh, small uh, city down in the South of Puerto Rico. And uh, I was there for a couple months and uh, that was another just shock right there. I mean, you're going from Bet. college, seeing college guys to now, He's got these pro guys who some of them even had major league experience. And here I was a 21 year old kid. And my eyes were just huge at the moment. Just uh, seeing this talent. I learned so much from there. You know, I, I barely got any, any kind of playing time, but I was able to learn and, and train like a professional. And from there is where you network and you start making these connections. You know, from there, I was able to, to, to connect with a team in, uh, in Spain. They needed a, a player right away uh, for a full season. You know, they offered me that contract, and I, I just took it, and I and I left, and I went out there. And just what a different experience that was! And you know, once again, you know, a couple of years getting cut from college, and now all of a sudden I'm going to Europe to play pro baseball. And I never imagined myself even going to Europe, being able to go out there and, and see that there's there's professional baseball all over the place. It was really eye opening uh, to the industry and the, and the business of it. 
That's cool. What about communication? Did you speak Spanish or anything prior to? How was that? So I, I am uh, of uh, Puerto Rican descent. Um, all four of my grandparents are from Puerto Rico. So I did grow up uh, with that language. And, uh, you know, English is my first language. I can speak a little Spanish and I speak it with a thick accent. But Spain is really where I learned uh, the language the most because out there, um, you're just thrown in the fire. I mean, nobody speaks English. Uh, it's, it's very Spanish out there. It was sink or swim at that point in terms of communication. So uh, it was great because being thrown in the fire there, I had a little background. So uh, I knew the language a little bit. And uh, from there, just being able to be forced to, to speak it uh, really made me comfortable. And, you know, I was able to get a, a little bit of a better accent, I guess, yeah. uh, while I was out there. Yeah, it was, it was challenging at first. I mean, the first month was a little challenging. Once you're there, you know, everybody's there to help you. Yeah, I had great teammates, and great leadership there. They were able to help me with that language barrier. And, you know, by month three, I was pretty fluent at that point and, uh, and comfortable and free and easy. It's helped me along the way as well, too. So that experience not only helped me on the baseball side, but just life experience and, yeah. uh, you know, being able to, to learn my family language and, uh, and be comfortable speaking it. Very cool. Was there a decent amount of Americans over there playing with you or how was, how was that? <clears throat> so I actually, I went out there with uh, a buddy of mine that I grew up with. His name is uh, Jacob Trinidad and a great pitcher growing up. Uh, it was, that's also just a great story of the both of us growing up together and being able to go out there and play. Yeah. Uh, but him and I were the only Americans. We were the only ones and he oh, has wow. a, a Spanish background as well. And, but both of us were there. We understood the language, but we were kind of hesitant to speak. You know, we both learned it. And now he's actually living in Puerto Rico full time. And it's funny when I when I uh, hear him on the phone now having side conversation. I mean, he's fluent. as fluent as it gets now. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's cool. It's been a it's been a cool journey. How long were you there? How long were you playing there for before your next step? So we were there for the full season. So that was about six months. And, you know, it was it was awesome. They put us up in a, in a college dorm. So we had a, our own dorm and. They fed us breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, you know, it was uh, a little less stressful than it, than it is here in the States where we play every day out there. It was, uh, you know, you just play weekend series. You have about three days during the week where you're just free to just travel, enjoy the country, enjoy the culture. Uh, you could train, you know, the, the facilities were always available to us. And um, yeah, it was more relaxed and uh, weekend baseball and, and just just enjoy being out there, enjoy life and, and uh, enjoy the culture. What experience. What an experience. Yep. So where'd you go from there? So from there, um, I actually had a pretty good year that year. And uh, I, I thought in my own head, I, I, I said, I'm going to have a 10-year career in Europe. I'm just going to go from country to country and just uh, travel and enjoy baseball and see where it takes me. But unfortunately, after that, uh, I hurt my shoulder and had my second shoulder surgery. Mm. Um, so that was pretty much it for me, especially as a catcher. So from there, it was it was another, another decision I had to make. Uh, am I going to go into what I studied in college and criminal justice and become a police officer and go into basically the family business or, uh, you know, am I going to take a chance on, on my passion and my true passion in baseball? And I remember spending that off season trying to figure it out. And I saw an ad on online about NSR, uh, the scouting program. Uh, basically you can go anywhere in the country. I had a, one of my good friends. Yeah. I actually graduated with him in high point university. His name is uh, Bernard Richardson. He moved out to Arizona and, you know, welcomed me with open arms in his home for a couple months until I figured it out. So I just, I just packed my bags and drove across the country with no, basically no real job. Yeah. I uh, just took a huge chance and thank God for him for allowing me to stay there. And I was able to grow there and, and, and build up some networking, especially as a, as a college scout and going to different high schools and, and learning the other side of the game, the coaching side of the game and the scouting side of the game. Um, from there, I was able to land a job at Dobson high school. That was my first, uh, job as a coach um so I was an assistant coach there for for a season and uh 
that's where I, I knew and I solidified it right there that baseball is, is going to be my path and that's what I want to do for my career. Whatever level I get to, is it, that's just part of the journey. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to allow the journey to just take me wherever. And uh, whether it was just to stay in high school or college or – but I always had, I always had that, uh, that mindset of, of growth. I want to just continue to move up to as far as I can. So from that high school experience, it, it just gave me a little taste of it. From there, it was, you know, it was, it was a grind. But from there, I just knew that, that this, this was it. This is what I'm going to do. Very cool. And then you got an opportunity to be a, a college head coach, right? Yeah, so actually from there, I uh, moved back across the country to, uh, to New York after I had that year in Arizona. And uh, I figured I'll, I'll have more of a chance in New York only because I just knew some more people, yeah. who, more colleges and opportunities where in Arizona – you really have the JUCOs out there and then those major division one schools, there's nothing really in between. Um, you know, you have to take a look in the mirror and, and, and see that I didn't have the greatest college playing experience or resume. And, and, you know, not too many people know about professional baseball in Europe. So I was willing to take any job. Um, thankfully, one of my good friends, he was the head coach at a Yeshiva university. His name is Frank Delgado. Um, and that's where I started at division three school in New York city. Uh, Yeshiva University. I did one year there. And from there, I was able to get a head coaching job, which was just insane. And, and from there, I just felt so blessed, you know, just for to be able to get just one season out of Division Three, right to becoming a head coach uh, was such a transition. And man, that, that was fun being able to start a program from scratch. You know, seeing that now looking back and seeing that program and, and following that program and seeing them grow, it's just been, just been awesome. Just knowing that, uh, you know, I was there from the very beginning and, and putting that, that, that program together, it was it was a lot of work, but it was it was well worth it at the end for sure. That's awesome. How was the recruiting process then? Starting a starting a new program, right? Because nobody's really heard of that program before for baseball. How was it getting commits? You know what? I I went to uh, that. That's a good question because those were some of the issues that I that I faced and uh, not knowing, um, especially as a first year head coach as well. And I didn't have the, the greatest resume at the time. Uh, so how am I going to get these guys to to trust me and uh, and bring them in and uh, you know what? I, I went to a, a lot of games personally, uh, and I spoke to a lot of kids face to face. And I was basically given those bubble kids, those kids that uh, yeah. didn't really have too many opportunities, especially the seniors of that year that that weren't committed anywhere. And you know what? Here, here was something that we we could make some history and we could do it all together. And uh, here I am. I'm giving you an opportunity. And and you know, as a starter program, you know, I don't have any any returners or any solidified starters. So everybody there. Uh, just had an open book and, and it was, you know, come in and, and win a job and, and you're going to make some history and looking back on it, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, you can actually say that, you know, you started that program yeah. and hopefully one day they, they go on, they win a national championship and we can all say that we were there from the very beginning. And, and a lot of those kids, they bought into that. You know, we, I looked into a lot of the inner city kids, a lot of kids that, that weren't just financially we weren't going to be given an opportunity as well. So this was an opportunity for them to, to just go to school, you know, get a degree, play some college baseball. And just like me, you just never know where that journey is going to take you. If you, if you really buy into it and this is what you want to do, um, you just never know from there. And it, just taking those kids off the street, that was, that was just awesome. That was the best part of it. That is very cool, man. So Jamie Keefe, right? Great coach. He's a head coach right now for the high point rockers and, We'll get into it in a minute, but I mean, very successful coach, right? You guys, you were the first expansion team in the Atlantic League history to make the playoffs, right? As an expansion team in their yep. inaugural season. So, how did he find you? How did Jamie find you? Jamie Keefe, the man that changed my life. Yeah, I'll always say that forever. I owe him my entire career and and everything. Uh, 
But the way uh, the way I met Jamie, he was the uh, manager of the Rockland Boulders of the Can-Am League. I'm from Rockland County. I hosted players on the Boulders when when I was younger in college. Uh, I sold lemonade at the at the stadium. It was the stadium's about a half a mile from uh, from where I grew up, so I was able to walk there all the time. And uh, don't tell anybody, but uh, you know, I, I found out a way to sneak into the, to the games all the time. And uh, you know, just growing up in the in the Northeast, I always had a love for indie ball. Uh, especially growing up near the New, New Jersey Jackals uh, and then having, you know, the boulders come in uh, when I was in my early twenties was just so cool to me and being able to go there all the time and, and watch those. But I also dreamed of just being on the field. And, and luckily one day uh, I was coaching a 12 U team at home. I was still, uh, I was a head coach of Monroe college, but I was also coaching a 12 U team during the summer. And uh, one of the parents happened to be the broadcaster for the, uh, for the Rockland boulders. His name is Dan art, who was a good friend of Jamie and, uh, I guess he liked the work I was doing with the kids. And, and one day he said, hey, I can introduce you to the manager. And he's always looking for somebody to throw BP. And you never know from there. And, uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden one day I meet Jamie Keefe. And then I get a phone call uh, for me to go throw some batting practice at, at their tryout. And right there on the spot, he offered me the job. That I mean, the rest is history. I've been with him. This is uh, going to be year six now. Uh, we've had unbelievable success together. And he's my biggest mentor. And, and I've learned almost everything from him. And and my career, I owe my entire career to him. Yeah, and I'm sure he thinks a lot of you, obviously, keeping you along for the journey. So you went from you know starting a college organization from scratch to starting a professional organization from scratch. So obviously you had some experience with it, but a whole nother level. Talk us through that. How was that? Well, yeah, I mean uh... – that was, uh, it was pretty challenging, but, uh, you know, all the credit to Jamie Keefe and, and to, you know, the bench coach back then, Billy Horn and, and the pitching coach, Frank Viola. I mean, with the three of them, they, they just bring such experience, uh, to baseball and, and, uh, to, especially with Billy Horn and, and Jamie Keefe with Indy ball and Frank Viola with what well, obviously his, his resume and just me being there and being a part of it was just so special for, because, uh, at that time, you know, I was just, I was still pretty young and I was still learning and just be able to learn under those guys. But it was, it was, uh, it was chaos, but, uh, I knew, I knew with that staff leading us, uh, I knew, I knew it was going to be a special year and, and it really turned out to be that way. And, uh, man, uh, just dreaming of being in the Atlantic league. I mean, growing up also in, in New York, I used to go to Long Island Ducks games all the time. I had a very, very understanding at a young age as to the caliber of, of talent in the Atlantic league. And, uh, you know, growing up, I never expected to be in the Atlantic League. I always thought I was just going to be a fan and just appreciate the the greatness that that comes with it. So, an opportunity to not only be in the Atlantic League, start a whole new organization, but also come back to the city where I where it all started, where where I went to college. It's been just an absolute full circle, and what a cool journey it's been. It it seems like a dream job, right? But I mean, there's a lot of travel, a lot of demand, you know, a lot of time requirements. I mean, you guys, you guys play 132 games a year, which is a ton. So you got to have, uh, you know, a support system at home, right? I mean, for you to be able to meet that demand, what what about that? How's that life? Absolutely. I mean, the support that I get on a daily basis from my family and my close friends, and uh, you know, you need that because uh, it is a grind, and uh, you know. You know, from the outside looking in, you, you see the greatness to it. But then, you know, you never you never think about those long bus rides, yeah. and, uh, you know, being hungry and, and, and being, you know, hurting and, you know, your back sore, your arm sore. Uh, but you got to go out there and you got to perform. And, uh, you know, it's just it's part of the grind and part of the journey. And, and you have to love it. That's what I tell everybody. You have to love it. If you don't love it, 
uh, then it's just not for you. And uh, I think my family and my friends, and uh, I think they all see how much love I have for the game and how much passion I have. And I, I truly believe that they, they enjoy watching the journey and watching me progress through you. Uh, and I owe them everything. And, you know, even to my friends and my family, you know, we talked about this when I was growing up as a little kid, this is everything I've ever wanted to do. And uh, it's happening and it's reality now, you know, every, you know, they could all just tag along with me. I always bring them and take care of them. And, uh, you know, that's just the way we, we support each other and, and without a supporting cast and, and without the love for it, it's just, it's not going to work out. You know, thank goodness I have, I just have such a great supporting cast and, and, uh, my passion for it just continues to allow me to drive through and, yeah. and uh, and, and really achieve it and, and achieve my goals and my dreams. And I'm still working towards it. You are man, for sure. Now you guys are in it. They call it an independent league, right? You're not affiliated yes. with one team at all. Right. So, I mean, these guys, no. you're, you're playing with guys that are, that have played in a major league baseball before for different teams and, you know, some that are coming up, they're not tied to anybody. So there's a ton of talent that goes through there, but you know, obviously with the, the demand and how that goes, you know, I'm a Yankee fan. I'll tell you that. So, you know, for for instance, you got you guys had uh, David Robertson sign last year for just a little oh, yeah. bit. How does that affect yeah. the team, right? Because I mean, I don't even know how many games he he played with you guys because he ended up going and play for the Olympic team. How does that affect you know from a team level when you get a guy of that caliber coming in, and then you know tomorrow he's gone. I mean, at the at the end of the day, uh, you know, in order to be an independent boy, like I said, you got to love it. And at the end of the day, we're just kids playing ball, and and to have somebody of that caliber with that resume, I mean, we've all watched him uh, pitch some big games on TV, and just to have that presence in front of us, which is so special. I think the guys loved it. You know, and these guys, they've all played at the high level too. I mean, yeah. a lot of our guys have that major league experience, so you know, they've they've had some run-ins with with Robertson in the past, and just to. Uh, you know, for them to, to reconnect, is just special, but, uh, yeah, especially, uh, for me as well, you know, I grew up a Yankee fan. So, uh, you no, know, cool, I, I watched David Robertson a lot on TV and the fact that he came in, uh, you know, training for the Olympics to go represent our country in the Olympics. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm catching his bullpen before he's going in the game, which is awesome. just so surreal oh, and just, uh, you know, it puts it all into perspective and it just makes it all those days, uh, of, you know, all the pain and, and those bus rides and everything is worth it. I mean, it's just those, those moments right there just makes everything worth it. And, uh, man, that, that was, that was super cool. And just the connections you make and those, those relationships. I mean, I'll, re I'll remember those two games for the rest of my life. That's cool. Uh, that's for sure. And, uh, man, it, it was cool being able to catch him and just knowing that, man, he, he threw these pitchers in the world series and, uh, here he is. And we're all in the same field with the same kind of goal and the same dream together. Uh, no matter where you've been, um, no matter what the background is, and that that's what makes it so special. That's awesome, man. So, I, you know, I was, was going to ask, I don't like the word starstruck, but, I mean, you know, he obviously made an impression on you. Is it, has there been anybody else that's come through there that, that's made an impression like that, maybe to that level? or? I mean, with all these guys, I, I truly respect their, their resume and, and where they've been. And uh, to me, um, they're, they're, all, they're all just regular people as well, too. So, uh, you know, I, I love hearing their stories and, 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 and talking to them and hearing their journey and, and how they got to where they are. And, um, you know, and then it builds into a friendship and a brotherhood. So, uh, you know, it's always cool to see guys like that. But at the end of the day, you know, like I said, we're all there for the same reason, the same goal. Um, and at that point, we're just all one, no matter what our background is. Um, so, yeah, you get you'll see that and you'll get really excited at first. But at the end of the day, we all have a job to do. And, uh, 
as long as we do, all do it together, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll succeed and have some success together. That's um, a, that's awesome. So, yeah. So being a fan of the game myself, and obviously I know you are, I mean, Frank Viola is a big name, right? In the, in the game and has been for, have, for a while. What's it like coaching? You're on the same staff as Frank. What's that like? <laughs> How is he as, as a guy? I mean, I'm hysterical. Oh man, Frank, uh, I call him Uncle Frank. He's mm. truly like an uncle to me. I mean, everything about him is just like an uncle that I see at family events. Uh, <laughs> he's just another guy. And uh, you would never know, if you didn't know his name, you would never know the kind of background that he has in the game. I mean, what a humble human being. And, you know, for him to come to Indie Ball, and this is his third year now uh, in Indie Ball with that kind of background, you know, for a fact, he just loves the game. He loves being around the guys. And and kind of giving back and making a difference. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun with him and, uh, he's just a goofball. And, uh, but at the end of the day, he loves it and he makes us all better. And, uh, you know, he wants to win just as much as all. I mean, he has a world series MVP, uh, -huh. uh he won a world series, but he wants to win here more than anybody. And you kind of feed off of that. And, uh, I mean, the, just the things I've learned from him, just, just on the field side of baseball, man, it's just been, it's just been tremendous being on the same coaching staff and, uh, as him. And we've gotten closer and, you know, we talk all the time now. I actually just, just caught a bullpen uh, two days ago at the stadium and, and he just wanted to tag along and watch. So we have that kind of relationship now. And he's just, to me, he's just uncle Frank. That's awesome. I'll tell a quick story about myself being a Yankee fan and it ties in the, it ties into Frank eventually, but being a Yankee fan, my first Yankee game, my dad took me to, we we're there early. We we're watching BP Ricky Henderson was signing autographs. We're down. I'm waiting. I'm like, you know, second one in line next to to get Ricky's autograph. And Ricky stopped signing. And he goes, you know, back into the clubhouse. And Bucky Dent comes out and he's signing. And I'm like, okay, Dad, let's go. My dad's like, why don't you stay and get Bucky's autograph? I'm like, Dad, that's the coach. I'm not getting the coach's <laughs> autograph. Having no clue who Bucky was prior to that. Uh -huh. My dad's trying to tell me. He played before. Like, you don't, you don't understand. This is Bucky Dent. I'm like, I don't want the coach's autograph. We're gone. So I left, and I wish that I stayed, obviously, to get Bucky's autograph. Now, fast forward, you know, a couple of years ago, I bring my daughter to a High Point Rockers game, and we always actually love to come and sit. Actually, that's my favorite seat is right behind you guys, right behind the bullpen. And we're there mm -hmm. for, you know, before the game starts, and Frank comes walking over, and my daughter's there. I'm like, hey, you know, take a picture with Frank. And she's like, that's the coach. I'm like, you don't understand. He played, and you are taking a picture with Frank. So I'd ask Frank. I got his attention. I'm like, excuse me, uh, coach, do you mind taking a picture with my daughter? He's like, absolutely. You know, nicest guy. You know, we, you know, we talked for a couple minutes and asked where we were from, so on and so forth. But, yeah, so it came full circle. And I told my daughter, yep. I'm like, you are taking a picture with Frank Viola. That, that, I love that story because that's just baseball right there. Yep. coming full circle and, and, of course, having Uncle Frank in there and, and yeah. his goofball. And, he, you know, he'll never say no. And yeah. just his humble presence is just – that's just awesome. That's what it's all about. He seems just like a really cool guy. But so what's a day in the life of a bullpen coach? Take me through that. Oh, man. Well, uh, there's a lot more to it than just uh, yeah. sitting there and catching bullpens. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, you know, I get to the ballpark around anywhere between one and two o'clock uh, for a regular seven o'clock game. And right from there, you know, I get dressed right away and it's all about being available. Um, I'm there for them. I'm not there for myself. And uh, it's just being available for whatever whatever the players need in order for them to be prepared to to compete at seven o'clock. Um, you know, we usually have pitches stretch around 315. So from uh, any by the time I get to the ballpark to 315, I'm either uh, guys that want early work. I'm out there hitting fungos or throwing extra BP or whatever the case is. And 
right from 315, uh, I go over to the bullpen and uh, there's usually a, a good good line of guys uh, looking to throw their bullpens in between starts, a uh, little touch and feels or whatever, whatever it is. Uh, so from there, and then uh, from there, I go on and throw the team BP. You know, I'll throw a group or two, and uh, um, and then after that, you got it about an hour and a half before game time, and and from there, you know, we're 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 looking at you know numbers and uh, you know who's who's up in the bullpen, who's down, and kind of prepare for the game. And you know, all of a sudden, before you know it, it's oh, I got to get ready to 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 get out there. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's almost six thirty in a sense. You know, you go out there and my, my biggest break is probably from, you know, the first inning to the fourth inning. If yeah. It's a normal game. And uh, you always hope for that normal game where we're cruising and, and they don't need to utilize the bullpen until the sixth inning or so. But yeah, once once that bullpen gets cracking, then then it's it's uh, right there and making sure I get these guys ready and get them hot right away. Make sure that they're just ready to go out there and compete because these bullpen guys, are they're going in in some crucial parts of the game. You got to make sure that they're sharp. And let them know like what's working, what's not working. And go out there and hope that they, you know, do their best and get out of the jam or whatever the case is. That's basically the day in the life. That's your, your typical day right there. Obviously there are some slower days, but there are some hectic days as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just get into that kind of routine. And 132 plus times, right? Yep. That's crazy. Yep. That's crazy. So I saw, I saw a little fun fact that you were activated last season. Is that right? I was activated. I cannot believe it. I was activated in the Atlantic League. I had been out of baseball as a player for seven years. Man, I mean, that that was just full circle. I, I remember just for those 13 days, I was really trying to just live in the present and just see what happens. And, you know, I was I, I never even, you know, I knew I was going to get activated there, but uh, I never expected to even touch the field or, or get any kind of at-bats or even catch. And, you know, I had two at-bats. I actually, I got on base and, uh, you know, I, I had an inning behind the plate and got to throw somebody out at first base from a drop third strike. And man, I just felt like a kid again. Wow, and, uh, that's awesome. It was, it was truly, yeah. truly unbelievable. And I can't thank Jamie Keith enough again for, you know, not only taking a chance on me in my career when we first met, but trusting me enough to activate me in a regular season game and even putting me out there on, on, you know, on the field, it just, just unbelievable. And, and just thinking back to all the times as a kid going to Atlantic league games and, and kind of realizing as you get older, you know, probably not going to make it and not going to, not going to be a player there, but had this opportunity to be a bullpen coach, bullpen catcher. And then all of a sudden to be a player, it's just crazy. After seven years of, of not being an active player, it's just once again, just a full circle. That's cool. So when does the roster kind of start forming and taking place right so i mean imagine all these guys are year contracts right no one's really signing multi-year contracts when in the hopes of they're going to get picked up somewhere else you know maybe during the season but when does it start i see you guys already started this season i think my michael martinez that guy's a stud he just signed yep. here recently within the past day or two so is it about now you know we're in the beginning of, of february and the season starts in end of april when we start picking guys up or are you guys waiting for spring well, training this, and yeah, that's, that's that an all-year process right there. We're yeah. always looking, um, you know, I'm always looking for, for some kind of talent. Uh, we're always looking to get better. Uh, but, yeah, it's usually around this time where we really start to ramp it up and we really start to get, you know, pen on paper in a sense and, and make it official. You know, usually in a, in a typical year as well with Major League Baseball and uh, spring training starting up. Obviously, they're in the lockout now, but in a, in a typical year, you know, we, we want to wait for that as well because, you know, you're going to find some quality guys that, that just recently got it release from their major league organization and uh in hopes of giving them a chance to uh to get them back out there so yeah it's a 
it's always a, a year-to-year contract. Obviously, the goal for them is to get them out of here. You know, obviously, we want to win, and we want to win a championship for, for the city of High Point. But we also want to take care of our guys, and, and we want to see them in the show again. Yeah. Um, that's what it's all about. So, yeah, it's around, around now, and uh, you'll, you'll start seeing some more signings. You know, we, we, love, we love taking care of our guys from the year before. And, you know, we've, always, we've had a special team last year. We had a special team in 19. So as long as you keep taking care of them, they'll take care of us. And, you know, they're our biggest recruiters as well. You know, they're, they're the ones who've been out there, who've been playing. They have all the connections in, in affiliate ball. So if they have a buddy that, that just got released from AAA or the big leagues and they need a place to play, I mean, they're our best recruiters. And so, yeah, uh, just stay tuned for that. And you, you'll start seeing a lot more signings coming in. And it's just an exciting time uh, for us to get ready to go back right into the season. Sweet. We look forward to that, too. So you and I talked a little bit before we started the show. And, I, and I've got some ties to that, that stadium being built. And I've heard tell. I've not seen it. but. Is the guest locker room pink? <laughs> I guess uh, maybe we'll leave that for your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that as a, as a tale. It might be pink. It might not be pink. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard rumor. But uh, so what's in your, what's in your future? What, uh, where's, Albert, where's Albert go next? Well, the dream, I'm just like everybody else in Indy Ball. My dream is to uh, to get out of Indy Ball. Uh, my dream has been for a long time. Even as a kid, I always said, uh, you know, obviously you want to make it to the big leagues as a player. Um, but I always had a passion for catching and, and catching bullpens. So my dream and my goal right now is to get to the big leagues as a bullpen catcher. Um, that is my ultimate dream. You I know, mean, I, I feel like I'm getting closer each each year that, that, that comes by. And uh, I hope to get there one day. And then obviously from there, I would love to get back into managing. I had a I had a one-year experience as a manager in Indy Ball uh, back in 2020. I was able to win a, a championship in my first year. So I, you know, and, and that's that's all to Jamie Keefe right there. Just all the years of just watching him. And he's such a successful manager and just mimicking everything he did. I uh, just was such an easy transition. So one day I would love to get back into uh, managing for sure. And um, and just helping these guys out. Uh, just started a new, uh, a new business. It's called Indy Ball Jobs. Uh, I put together showcases and different events to to get these guys some exposure. I'll met, I'll uh, invite managers and coaches from my network in uh, in indie ball, uh, and you know we've been pretty successful. We've had two events so far, and we've had over twenty guys sign, and it's just been pretty special because that's you know everything that I was looking for as a player back in the day that I I, I could never find, and just being in that kind of position now and in my role as a former manager, I guess now and a and a coach in the Atlantic League and striving to be a, a big league bullpen catcher i want to give these guys an opportunity as well because a lot of guys get overlooked i always felt like i was overlooked a little bit and i was able to uh to have just a great career and, and such a great journey that it's been so much fun that I, I want to give this opportunity to, to to more people so they can experience the same things that i've experienced in my career that's awesome man where can we find you on social media well you can find me on uh on instagram um my instagram name is bullpen Bert and then uh also for my business uh we're indie ball jobs on instagram as well so yeah check us out on 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 indie ball jobs I'll always post all my alumni and, and uh, everything they're doing in the game and uh you know we even have a guy in, on the, in the twins organization now Frank Nigro who's our first signing ever that right there division two kid that was just you know, overlooked, not drafted. And then all of a sudden now he's, he's with the twins and what a tremendous story it is for him. So you'll, you'll get to see all these different kinds of stories of these guys and hopefully it'll, 
you know, motivate the, uh, the next generation of, uh, of talent to come in that, that gets overlooked and hopefully we'll, we'll find them an opportunity to play somewhere. Awesome. Well, we're definitely going to follow you, Albert. This, hopefully this won't be the last time that you're on, on our show. And we've got opening day coming up for the Rockers on April 21st. And uh, I saw you guys are on like a 13 or 14 game homestand right out the gate. So that's awesome. We'll definitely come oh, yeah. and check you out there. And uh, 132 games, like you said. So 66 home games for the High Point Rockers this year. You guys definitely got to go check them out. I will say, you know, no offense to the Grasshoppers or the Dash, but we love coming watching you guys play more than anybody else because the talent that's on that field at any given day is is awesome. So thank you so much, Albert, for hopping on our show and being a part of uh, Good Vibes Nation. Yep. Thank you, guys. I, I really appreciate this. This was awesome. And, uh, yeah, come, come see us at the High Point Rockers game. We'd love to have you, and uh, that's what it's all about. So uh, we'll see you guys out there. We'll do it. Hey guys, Nick here. Just wanted to take a second and shout out the Next Top Recruits, an official sponsor of us here at Good Vibes Nation. The Next Top Recruits is your connection to college coaches. They partner with student athletes and their families along the journey to college athletics. They help them find their best fit academically, all while utilizing their connections with the college coaches to put the athlete in the best position possible to be recruited. If you are or know of an athlete that is looking to get recruited or even have any questions about the process, Check out Next Top Recruits at www.nexttoprecruits.com. Also, the Next Top Recruits has a great fast-pitch softball organization here in North Carolina. They have teams ranging from 10U all the way up to the high school level and are located in various cities throughout the triad and surrounding areas. If you're interested in your daughter playing for an elite organization that will help develop their skills they'll need to play at the next level, you can reach out to Ken Carlisle at K-E-N.C-A-R-L-Y-L-E at nexttoprecruits.com. That's Ken Carlisle at K-E-N dot C-A-R-L-Y-L-E at nexttoprecruits.com. Good Vibes Nation, welcome to a new segment we're going to call Gauge the Age. I've got two guests in the studio for the first time, my daughters, Kayla and Carly. Say hey, girls. Hello. You guys excited about being on the show? Yes. Yes. You guys have been asking to be on, so I think this is a great segment for you. And for our audience, what Gauge the Age is, I've got multiple celebrities that are born in the month of February. We'll do one each month. Born in the month of February. And I will be showing the girls a picture, a current picture, of each of the celebrities. We'll say what they do, what day their birthday is, and the girls will have to guess what age they are. Sound good, girls? Yes. Yes. All right. Carly, you're going to be first, okay? Okay. You ready for this? Yes, I am ready. All right. Here we go, all right? This is, hang on one second. Her name is Lauren Conrad. She is a reality star. She's on TV. She's uh, been in a couple things. But how old do you think that girl is right there? Okay. Lauren she, Conrad. She she looks young. Okay. Okay. So she's probably in her 20s or 30s, I'm going to guess. Is she 34? Wow, pretty close, Carly. She's 36. That was pretty good. 36. That's awesome. Good job. All right, K-Ray, you are up next, all right? You have got Shakira. You know who Shakira is? Yes. Okay, so Shakira is a singer. 
Her birthday is February 2nd. Happy birthday, Shakira. How old do you think Shakira is? Um, I'm going to guess 38. Mm, she looks young, but she's actually 45. Really? Yep. She's 45. Think she looks 45, Carly? Uh, kind of. I was kind of going to guess like 42. Oh, okay. Carly's going to guess 42. Awesome. All right. Here's the next one. Carly, this one's yours. Her name is Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley uh, was, and I think still is, uh, they call him a supermodel. Her birthday is February 2nd. Happy birthday, Christy. How old do you think Christy is, Carly? Um, let's see. Let's see. Um. You think she looks older, younger, what? 46? 46. Christy Brinkley is actually 68. What? Yeah. She she looks so much younger. I was going to say in the 40s or the 50s, but I was not expecting the 60s. All right. All right. All right, Kayra, the next one's for you. Country music legend Garth Brooks. February 7th is his birthday. Happy birthday, Garth. Kayra, how old do you think he is? Um, I'm going to guess 51. 51. He's 60. Really? Looking good, Garth. Yep, 60 years old. Dang. Yep. All right. Carly, this next one is for you. Girls, you're each going to get six, by the way. Okay. Carly, this next one's for you. Joe Pesci. Do you remember? Joe Pesci. Yeah, you remember? Joe Pesci. Yeah, you remember Home Alone? He was one of the yeah. robbers in Home Alone, the short little robber from Home Alone. Remember? He was that? Yeah. What? Yeah. So he's a little older now, okay? His birthday was February 9th. Happy birthday, Joe. How do you think he is? Okay, he's definitely, um, I think, is he 93? 93. Mm, he's 79. He's older. 79. Happy birthday, buddy. All right, K-Ray, Jennifer Aniston. You know who she is? Yes. All right. One of Mommy's favorite TV sitcoms was Friends. She starred in that. Her birthday's February 11th. Happy birthday, Jennifer. How old do you think she is? Um, I'm going to guess 45. 53. She's 53. What? What? In the world? She looks 53, Carly. Uh, no. All right. Here's the next one. Ready? His name is Josh Brolin. His birthday was February 12th. Josh was in one of my favorite movies, The Goonies, but one of your favorite movies, The Avengers. Okay. You know who he was in Avengers? What? I Was he Cap? No, it wasn't Cap. He had that big gold glove. He... he he was Thanos. 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 There you go. He was Thanos? He was Thanos. His birthday is February 12th. Happy birthday, Josh. How old do you think he is? Okay. Is he 54? He's 54. Good job, Carly. Really? really? Good job. <laughs> you nailed it. That's awesome. All right. On to another Avenger. Here we go. Elizabeth Olsen. Her birthday is February 16th. Happy birthday, Elizabeth. Hey, Ray, how old is she? Um, She looks a little bit younger. I'm going to say 35. Oh, so close. She's 33. Good job. That's pretty good. All right, Carly, you ready for the next one? Yes. You know this guy? Um, you know who that is? No. NBA Hall of Famer Michael Jordan. Basketball player. He's Michael Jordan? That's Michael Jordan. His birthday was on February 17th. Happy birthday, Big Mike. Carly, how old do you think he is? Um, I honestly think 
Is he 46? Ooh, he looks young. He looks like he could be 46, but he's not. He's actually 59. I was going to guess, like, the 50s. I was like, uh, he looks a little bit younger than he does. 50. He does look a little bit younger. All right, K. Ray, on to the next one. John Travolta. He's been in a ton of movies. You know who that is? No. No. Um, I don't think he's been in any of the movies that you have seen, but his birthday's February 18th. Happy birthday, Mr. Travolta. How old do you think he is, K. Ray? 65. 65. So close, he's 68. You've been getting so close. So far, <laughs> Carly's got one right on the money. All right, you each got one left. Here we go. Carly, this is Drew Barrymore. Her birthday's February 22nd. Happy birthday, Drew. She's been in a bunch of movies. She's an actress. How old do you think that Drew is? Let's see. Um, She looks like she's in her 40s, 45? 47. Good job, Carly. She's doing great. You're, you're awesome at this game. All right, last one. His, his name is Michael Bolton, okay? Believe it or not, he was one of Grandma's favorite singers of all time, and his birthday is February 26th. Happy birthday, Mr. Bolton. K-Ray, final answer. How old do you think Michael Bolton is? Um, 72. Oh, so close. 69. 69 years old. Yes. You guys did great. What did you think of the game? Did you have fun? Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Well, you know we got to wish happy birthday to all these people, right? Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, guys. That's our first edition of Gauge the Age. We out.